You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Oh, my. The NFL is completely shaking up pre-draft. We'll get to the Jets, Zach Wilson. Uh, Rangers today at 1230 here on 98.7. Guys, we are five days away from the start of baseball, and it feels like it today. It is a sensational, sensational day. Phil Jackson, I mean, really, just, just, just shut up. Just, just shut up and go away and stop bothering us and stop blaming everybody for your mistakes, please. You are horrendous. You are, like, when I think of you as a coach, I think great coach. When I think of you as a GM and a decision maker, I think as bad as I've seen. So stop blaming other people. Just go away. Go to Montana. Live in your log cabin. Stop commenting on the Knicks. This was my fear that I would have this forever discussed with uh, Phil Jackson. And I did, and I do, and now it's even more so. Um, so let's, let's start with the Jets. And, you know, we've been hemming and hawing, and you hear all the experts, and I use experts in quotes because they, they are. I mean, they know a lot, but, you know, who knows? What, what the truth actually is. And you hear everyone coming out and saying, I mean, Dan Orlovsky and Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and, I mean, a lot of the, the people that really are in the know saying Jets should stay with Sam Darnold and trade back and acquire a boatload of picks and away we go. And yesterday, I think it's pretty obvious that that's not going to happen. Now, there have been people on the other side. I mean, my show, DCR 5 to 8, Monday through Friday on 98.7 ESPN. We have been ardent of, no, oh, you draft a new quarterback. Donald's not good. There's, there's two things that ring true to me. One, I'm sorry, and I know that you might not want to hear it, and I know that it might be painful, and I know that at some point it might change in the future. Sam Darnold is not good. You say, well, against the Cowboys, he uh, you can always find something somewhere. You can you can always put a highlight reel together for any player that you've ever seen in any sport. Right? Take take the worst player on any team. You could put a highlight reel together that makes them look elite. But for the most part, in three years, and you want to blame Gase, fine. You want to blame the surroundings, fine. You want to blame the lack of weapons, fine. Sam Darnold is not good. And Sam Darnold has not been good. So that's A. B, you're going to have to pay Sam Darnold very, very soon. Why would I want to pay Sam Darnold a boatload of money when I don't even think he's all that good? When I can have a guy that's probably better, younger, and is going to make a fraction of the money that Sam Darnold will make. So explain that to me. So that that was my tact, but whatever. We each had our differing opinions. Uh, and then you find out yesterday about the trades. And the Miami Dolphins, and I I, I got to be honest. I mean, Greer, their GM, Flores, their head coach, they deserve so much credit. So what Miami does is moves from 3 to 12, acquiring two additional ones and an additional three. All right, so Miami now gets uh, uh, the one from the Niners this year, obviously the 12, the one from the Niners next year, and the one from the Niners in 2022, moving down to 12. And, and so the Niners, obviously, and here's the thing. There's so many, like, different, like, moving pieces with this. It's, it's a big puzzle. So now you look at the Niners. Obviously, you don't move up to that spot to take anybody but a quarterback. You know Lawrence is going to go first overall. That's signed, sealed, and delivered. Fine. The assumption is that Zach Wilson is going to go two. So if Wilson is going to go two, if you're the Niners, obviously there are two quarterbacks post-Trevor Lawrence who you're in love with. Because you can't move up to three. Wanting Wilson, he goes two, and now you're left holding the bag. So the Niners obviously have two quarterbacks after Trevor Lawrence who they really, really like. Fine. Now the Dolphins move down to 12. And you say to yourself, well, why would they move down to 12 when they need a receiver and the receivers might not be there at 12? And that, that was my first thought. I like it. You're stockpiling picks, but you need to give weapons and you need to change the, the, the you know, talent structure of where you are. And you need to do it now. And then they, they, I mean, they're so well run. Then they move up to six. So, I mean, let's be fair, guys. I think of the top five players taken before Miami, at least three, probably four, will be quarterbacks. So if you're Miami, you're going to be able to take either Kyle Pitts, 
Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell. I mean, Devontae Smith. There's going to be so many guys that are just sitting. Penny Sewell, if you want to, you know, you know, restructure your offensive line. So many directions that you can go in. So I don't love it from San Francisco. I don't. I don't love it from Philadelphia, certainly. And I, I love it. I love, love what Miami has done. So if I had to, to rank who I thought, one, two, three, Miami clearly won, San Fran two, Philadelphia three. Now Philly is rebuilding. That's what they're doing. They've told you we are rebuilding. Do they have their quarterback? I don't know. We have no idea. We'll find out. We've seen four games from Jalen Hurts. Four games. And they're banking that this kid is the future at quarterback. And now how does it affect the Jets? So here's the thing. I, I, you have to figure. They say no. I, I don't know that I believe it. Or maybe in Mike Tenenbaum said on the case show yesterday, maybe they reached out through back channels and they were, they were told no or, or they just knew that they couldn't. You have to figure that San Francisco would have given a similar or even a little better deal to move up to two. That did not happen. They move up to three. So I think it's fairly obvious. I think if you connect the dots right now, you have your answers. And your answers are, you're going to have a major run on quarterbacks to start the draft, A. And B, your new Jets quarterback is Zach Wilson. That's it. That's it. You are now entrenched. And I don't know if you heard this, because this was my thought immediately. And then you have a little time to think about it. And it was even more concrete. And then I heard Mike Tenenbaum on the K-Show yesterday. We'll get to some K-Show news in just a moment. And now I have zero doubts. Here is Mike Tenenbaum on the K-Show. Clearly to me, they have just told the world 100% they're taking Jack Wilson. Because if they were going to keep Sam Darnold, presumably San Francisco would have made the same offer to get to two, that they went to three. So I think we got to start with that. I think that's kind of burying the lead with the coverage so far. I think 100% for sure, we now know that Zach Wilson is a New York Jet. All right. So, Jets fans, there you have it. I I thought it. I was confident in my belief. And then I heard Tenenbaum, and, and there's no doubt. Because otherwise, you would have traded out. If you were going to stick with Darnold, you would have traded out of this pick. And you still probably would. But that was your opportunity. Golden opportunity. If you were gonna, If you were going to stick with Sam Darnold, you would be picking at 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 or whatever it is right now. You'd have stockpiled picks, and that's the situation that you'd be in. But you didn't, and I don't think you should. This is the move for the Jets. The move for the Jets is to take Zach Wilson. Now, you watched him yesterday, and again, I don't know. I mean, do I watch a guy throw against air? Do I watch a guy throw to his college receivers where no one is chasing him and he's doing it all in in you know controlled environment and looks really good doing it and say to myself, oh, my God, I have to have this guy. Like, is that more important than what he did against, you know, the teams he played against this year? Again, I, I don't know. But all I do know is the the experts, and I use quotes when I say that, the, the people that we trust and respect in the industry sat there yesterday and told me what he did was unbelievable at BYU. So you're a Jets fan. This is clearly the road you're headed down. 800-919-3776. And I like it. I like it a lot. I think that he's going to be better than Donald. I don't think Donald's that good. I don't. And I've heard for for years now, well, it's just they haven't treated him fairly. And they haven't given him the weapons. And he hasn't had an offensive coordinator. You know what? He's had three years. If you put a, listen, has it been a difficult scenario they've put him in? 100%. If you put a really good quarterback, in my mind, and, and do we know I'm right or you're right? No. In my mind, you put a really good quarterback on a team that's not very good, he's still good, and he makes the players around him better. And very infrequently, almost if at all, did I see that from Sam Donald. The right move is the move they're going to make. Your new quarterback is going to be Zach Wilson. And, and can we say something as well? If he's good, he will light New York on fire. Because he's a good-looking kid. He is. And he's going, I mean, people want to like him. And he has that, that, that movie star look to him. If he's good, people are going to go gaga over Zach Wilson. But I think yesterday, it's kind of entrenched that this is what they're going to do. This is, this is what the Jets are going to do. So like it or not, I think this is the first signal that you're in for a new quarterback. We thought so. 
He was really good yesterday, or so I'm told. He was really good yesterday. The trades go down and the Jets are not involved. This is your new quarterback. 800-919-3776. Now, quickly on this, and this is very exciting news for the station, the Michael K Show is extending. I can't really say changing times, although I guess it kind of is, but they're extending. They're going to be starting at 2 o'clock instead of 3. So just change your listening habits a little bit at 2 o'clock here on 98.7 ESPN, and they'll take you right till 6.30, and then Carlin, when there's no games on, will pop on at 6.30. So you get more K, you get more Carlin. I'm sure there's jokes in there, but I won't go there. And it's just good for the station. 2 to 6.30 for K, 6.30 to 10 for Carlin, and away we go. And away we go on a Saturday. 800 919 Seven six. I have a friend out there that loves when I say this, so I'll say it for him. He's probably like on, on the Whitestone Bridge right now. Put your feet up. Get your coffee. Egg sandwich. Look at the beautiful day outside, and let's roll. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Good morning, Davido. Good morning. What, what is the music that we, I mean, you know it, I know it, Mike knows it. We all have agreed that we're going to play what kind of music on this show. It's, you know, it's like classic rock. Right. Anything under the rock umbrella. Right. Or really the classic rockish yes. umbrella. Would you say that that was classic rock? I, I think that some may interpret that as some uh, iteration of classic rock. Just, just, uh, and I'm not no, it was you. Not. It just, was not. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let's leave it at that. I want to. I want to be on good. Good tidings with you. Today. Yes. How, I, how are you? I, I listen. You. You are fantastic at your job. You're highly attractive. You're great. Everything about you is 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 just awesome. I I appreciate that greatly. How, what what did, what did you think yesterday? I mean, you're a big Jets fan. You work the Jets games here on night. I do. Uh you have to be excited that that this is the direction they're going in, right? I'm excited. It, it, <laughs> It's so funny, right? We get all these like insiders and reporters and, and experts. No one saw this coming. Like when Schefter tweets this out, it's like, "Wow!" You mean the trades? Uh, yes, the trades. Oh my god! I mean, no, nobody, <laughs> a, a nobody saw this coming. On a, a Friday news dump bombshell. But I, I try to stay away from you know engaging in watching Zach Wilson at his pro day and getting all excited because he he made a, a beautiful throw rolling the to one his he rolled left, left yeah. and threw back across his I body mean, that that was insane i had other jet fans who i know texting me about it sending me the the tweets but yeah man like it, it, they're definitely taking a quarterback here sam darnold there, there should be no I, I agree with you there should be no scenario that exists where darnold returns to this team because as um, as mark sanchez said a few weeks ago it, it's going to be impossible for him to succeed. Well, and here's two, the thing three also, and outs, and he, the, the fans are booing him. They're going to be back in the, the stadium. Are, you can't be good. Like, you are clearly the fourth of four in this division. Yeah. So, best case scenario, right? You play the Bills twice. I mean, best case scenario, you're the Jets. You're going, what, three and three in this division? And I think that's really yes, unlikely. That's generous. But, but, I mean, best case scenario. So, you're looking at a season where if you do well, you're probably – I don't. I mean, a seven-win team if no. you do really, really well. I mean, it's and that's that's I think almost unattainable. But that's if, if it's really good. And you're telling me that Sam Donald's going to lead a team that's going to go seven and nine, finish in fourth place in this division, and people are going to be excited by him. I just I find it very hard to believe. And, and look, you just look at the landscape of the AFC. Look at the quarterbacks: Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. be Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence. Justin Herbert, who I love. Derek Carr, who we don't even give any love to, and he's a pretty good quarterback. Well, because, you know, those Raider teams keep <laughs> flaming out at the end of seasons. But, yes, to your point. But he's still pretty good. Yeah, he is. That That's, you know, seven, eight quarterbacks deep before you get to the Jets being in the conversation. No. If you keep Darnold and you rank the AFC quarterbacks, I don't even think you're seven or eight. Yeah, no. I mean, you, if, you, if you keep Darnold and you look through the AFC, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's clearly, clearly better than Darnold. Cam Newton's better than Darnold. I know he well, was know bad last Cam year. Cam stinks. He, he was he, bad he, last he, year, but he's better. But I, I don't think he's going to be their quarterback. Carson anymore. Wentz. <laughs> Carson yeah. Wentz going to Indianapolis. With that offensive line, Carson Wentz clearly better than Darnold. You got to move on. You you have to move on. I I can't tell you that I was someone watching you know a, a ton of BYU games. You know Zach Zach Wilson under center. Come on, how but, many did you watch? Over under. I'm going to put the over under at a half. 
<laughs> it probably was that. Like maybe one game because you you get one half from one game and another half of another game. But from uh, you lean on the experts, Mel Kiper, Todd Mache, every everyone outside of uh, everyone, including Chris Sims, by the way, who ranks him higher than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Then you you have to feel confident about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And here's what I will say, okay? And we'll get to the calls, 800-919-3776 in just a moment. You, and, and I'll ask you, and then I'll ask the, the, the overall you, Ty. The do overall you me. have faith in Joe Douglas? I do. Okay. So if you have faith in Joe Douglas and you out there in Radio Land and, and listening on the, the app and all that, if you have faith in Joe Douglas, then sit back, monitor it closely, be excited by what they're doing and just say, I believe in Joe Douglas because you've had so many guys that have stunk. And that's the truth. You've had so many decision makers that have been bad. This is a, a guy that wants to build through the draft. You hear forever that he's a smart, smart guy when it comes to drafting in the NFL and the insights. All right. So trust him. If it doesn't pan out and he gives you reason to not trust him, then be upset. But you know what? You got to trust him. You got to trust you have him. No, you have no other choice. And year one, draft-wise, he did pretty well. He yeah. did. I mean, Mims so, couldn't stay on the field, but. I, I, again, you, you loved your left tackle. You liked the receiver he added in Mims. You liked the safety that they drafted. I think overall he did well, and you have to trust him. And if he's bad, and if it's a bad pick, then so be it. I will then, say. You know what? You put your hands up in the air, and you say, I, I don't get it. But, but we, we now know the answer. We now know the answer. The will, Jets are taking Zach Wilson at two. I will say this, though, Dave. I, I thought about So you look at what the Dolphins were able to get from the Niners, and I know the reports are that the Jets and the Niners never had a conversation. I don't know if I believe that. But the Jets could have added two more first-round picks right. had they given that up to uh, San Francisco. Had they not been sold on Zach Wilson, which it looks like they are, they could have had two more first-round picks. That is yeah. juicy. So, so here's the thing. If you are going to stay with Donald and do intend to trade the pick, that that's even more concerning. Yeah. Because now it tells me that Joe Douglas really doesn't know what's happening, and I, <laughs> and I don't believe that at all. I, I don't believe that for a second. So I, I think you're going to be fine. I like Zach Wilson. I'm excited by that. And, again, if you're a Jets fan, now you know. 800-919-3776. So, uh, Ty, we have uh, Stump Rothenberg at 1030 this morning, yes? We do. We do so have you're excited by this. And we've, we've, been, we've been scalding. Oh, we've, we've been red hot. It's the, the college questions that are really keeping you, you're, you're, not your head above water, but that really has you excelling right now. You're like yes. the James Harden of, uh, of trivia. Yes, the James Harden. I like that. I there like you go. that. Without the, the hefty beard. I James feel Harden, like what he put in, 44 last night? 44, I believe it was like 44, 14, and 8 last night. Yeah, he's terrific. I feel like we're off to a better start than we were last week. Me and you? Yes, we are. I think the energy is positive. Did anyone text you yet that I was, you know, knowing that it's your show, that I was being too mean? No, or... not yet. Okay. Well, I don't think you are being mean. That's I think good. this is trending down a path of, of starting something. But no, I think you've been good so far. Uh, Adam Schefter yesterday, by the way, tweets this. And again, people say, well, you don't want to be this team. No, I don't care. I want to be the team that has the quarterback. Jets could pick Zach Wilson second overall after taking Sam Darnold with the third pick in the 2018 draft. If that happens... They would become the first team in the common draft era since 1967 to select two quarterbacks in the top three overall picks in a four-year span per at Ed Cap. I mean, that's—but but so what? I, I don't care. The worst thing to me is to compound a mistake. That's the worst thing to me. Not to admit that you've made one and to correct it. It's to, to dig in and say, well, this is just what we're going to do. And it looks like that's not what they're going to do, which is good for the Jets. Let's go to some calls. Ira in Staten Island. Ira, good morning. You were excited about yesterday. You must be happy this morning. Oh, I'm thrilled, thrilled. And a very happy Passover, healthy Passover to you. Thank all the you. Listeners Same to you there. and yours. You know, Dave, I, I, I told Ty when he answered the phone, I felt like the Jets won the Super Bowl yesterday. I mean, that's how starved I've been for the last 10 years. Well, that's not good, that though, Ira. That's not good at all. Because you know you're going to take a quarterback second overall. You feel like you've won the Super Bowl. That's kind of pathetic. Yeah, it is pathetic because the last time I had a good feeling was in 015 going up to Buffalo with Todd Bowles 
and they choked away that game. I felt somewhat optimistic when they drafted Donald, but I knew the coach wasn't the answer. And ever since then, it's been really bad. You had the Adam Gase era. So really, the last 10 years of Jet football really has not been good. And it started yesterday with the trade. The Dolphins did a great job. Greer's a really good GM. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to be honest, Ira, as good as it is for the Jets, and I think you got your quarterback, and I I think you're going to draft him two overall, and I feel good about that. I, I I would be terrified of what the Dolphins are doing right now. 100%. 100%. Like Ty said, three is three at best. I think that that would be tremendous. I think two and four would be very realistic in the division going. If next, that. Uh, if that. Uh, three it, and three. It, it, three it, and three is the best you could possibly do. And I think that's kind of pipe dreamish. I think two and four, maybe even one and five might be more realistic. But you know what? Go out there and I compete. Think, I, I agree. And, that, and as for Sam, I wish him the best. The, the thing with the next big question to me is who's going to be the backup quarterback? Because the, the, the one mistake, everything Douglas has done so far has really been with the curve going up. I think all his moves have been right. Okay. He didn't dra- the, address the offensive line and free agency. He's going to take care of it in the draft. You cannot you, listen. You cannot have a toxic situation with Donald and Zach Wilson in training camp this week. This no, there, Ira, there is no way that Sam Donald is on this team if you draft Zach Wilson. Zero chance of that. 100%. He's going to end up in Carolina competing with Teddy Bridgewater, and that'll be a good spot for him. Give it, go, let him go uh, team up with Robbie Anderson. you got Rule as a coach. you got some decent players over there. Let him get his career back on track with Carolina. I wish him the best. I'm ready for the Zach Wilson era. Bring it on. Go Jets. There you go. Ira, positivity this morning. We're one for one. I wonder if the Jets fan, we're just going to have a very positive, uplifting show. I think there's a good chance of that, which is exciting. That the Jets fan is finally like, yes, we're moving in the right direction. This 9870 ESPN Hoops update brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the only triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. College basketball back today, guys. Oregon State Loyola Chicago 240. Villanova Baylor 515. A little nightcap of Oral Roberts, Arkansas. And then a little late night. Syracuse against the Bayheim contingent. Jim and Buddy Bayheim and uh, Joe Girard. Ty, you must be happy about, about that, right? That your, your orange are still alive in the Sweet 16? Yes, and I believe J- Jim Bayheim becomes the oldest coach in the, in the history of the NCAA. Uh, to pick up a win with his son on the floor, which is fantastic. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to give me some really like some no. deep, really like well thought out stat. No, it's cool. It's a it's a good nugget to have. Of course, I'm excited. It's going to be a tough test tonight. Houston, great offensive rebounding team. Syracuse playing his own struggle on the boards. Uh, Nine fifty five. I I will be palm. You'll be sweaty. up late watching this one. Palm sweaty. Not not going to be fun if they lose tomorrow. Uh, but, lose but tonight. Not going to be fun won, for me tomorrow. No? Like, even if you lose this game, you're, you're sweet 16. I yeah, mean, that, no one expected that. Yeah, it's so funny, though. Like, you say that going into it, but as a fan, when you get your emotions wrapped up and you oh, feel listen, like you have a chance, especially in a in a, a dance right now where the, there are a bunch of upsets. Teams and seeds are dropping, higher seeds are dropping like flies. So you feel like you have a chance. You really yeah, I mean, do. listen, you, you are right when it comes to that. Because if you win this game, you now play the winner of Loyola Chicago against Oregon State. Uh, so there's no reason to think that you, you couldn't realistically have Final Four aspirations. I don't know if Syracuse's zone is good enough to defend uh, Sister Jean because she's been pretty good during well, her, she's, her I mean, she's almost unstoppable. She's <laughs> been fantastic. She's almost unstoppable. But you'd be right there, man. You can taste it. You can taste it. You're right there. If they win tonight, it'll be, if they win tonight, it'll be the first time since 16 that they were – Part of the Elite Eight. Oh, five full years. So, so it's really, so it's four. So you didn't go 17, 18, 19, 20. So it's four years yes. that you haven't been to the Elite Eight. Long wow. time, man. The, the, time. the amount of drought that is is remarkable. Signal 13 on Twitter. If Ira is all in, I'm all in. I mean, Ira has the Jetsmen very excited. I think you should be. Let's get to the calls. 800-919-3776. A lot of Jets talk. A little bit of Knicks. So excited about the Knicks. How you couldn't be is beyond me. Angry at Phil Jackson. It just, ugh, it, it's it's just gross listening to him say anything at this point. Just I, I would have much preferred he said nothing at all. Nets, another win, another hardened performance. They are phenomenal. 
Uh, Lakers with a win last night, although they are hemorrhaging right now, to say the least. We're four and a half weeks away from the NFL draft. Baseball is Thursday. Thursday. So we have a lot going on. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Two o'clock starting this Monday. March 29th, um, with baseball season starting this week, they want to give you the extra time because otherwise Michael has to leave early, and they want to give you as much Michael as humanly possible. So they're going to extend the show 2 to 6.30. I think I'm saying this right, Peter. Stench in Mamaronek. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, sir? Oh, hey, no, it's uh, Bennett. Oh, so good. So you're going to get more drops like that, more Don, more Michael, and more Peter. So they're 2 to 6.30. Then Carlin taps in at at, – do you tap in? You touch in. Whatever you do. Uh, six thirty to ten. Uh, no, stop it. And then, um, and then Max is going to uh, shift over to ten fifty a.m. So uh, I think it's a win, win, win. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, I want to get into the Phil Jackson story quickly. Uh, why? That would be my question. Why? Why did you need to open up and have us need to discuss this? And I've heard people say, well, why do you need to discuss it? Because the guy that ran the franchise into the ground spoke about it, and we need to discuss it. We will briefly, not a ton. Um, he says his time here was a major disappointment. Yeah, that would be the understatement of the century. Uh, he was on the Curious Leader podcast hosted by former Lakers player Kobe Carl, who I believe is George Carl's son. Um, he says it was best to leave, and I think as a favor, Dolan re- relieved me of the job with the Knicks. Uh, More quotes, which really are remarkable here. This is amazing. I kind of understand what Trump had to live with probably for his first three and a half years in office with the media. This is the stupidest comparison I've ever heard. You stunk. You were awful. You were an embarrassment. You took over a team who Ty just told me during your tenure was 80 and 166. So how you can say it was the media's fault is an embarrassment for you. And I said this when they hired him. I said, all the Knicks fans have this wonderful, you know, pie-in-the-sky memory of Phil Jackson. He was a a scrappy six guy on championship teams. And then he went to the Bulls, and he won titles. And everyone has this. He was always so great, and he did everything so well. And he he was a Nick and always will be a Nick. I would think for most Knicks fans, that is now done. He was an abomination here with this franchise. He goes on to say more. Uh, Derek Fisher, I thought, was one of my top leaders of the Lakers team and a guy who understood the relationship of players to a game and offensively how the triangle system plays. What a great system that has been, huh? Uh, He was himself caught up in a personal situation. It was a major distraction and at best undermined his authority with the team. Perhaps the best thing I could have done was just coach the team myself, but I wasn't physically able to do that. Yeah, like Phil coaching the team would have had magic powers. I had to convey that through people I chose to step in. It didn't seem to work out. It didn't seem to work out? It, it, did, it didn't seem to work out. You were 80 and 166. So you, you, you will blame the media. We'll blame Derek Fisher. We'll say it didn't seem to work out. How would we know? Like, what would define it didn't work out? If, if you were 40 and 190, it didn't seem to work out. It didn't work out. And as a consequence, I thought we had the talent, but we never found that niche that ability to just play beyond talent and play concise, connected, organized basketball. Look, you never had the right coach, and you see how important it is. And the fact that you're going to blame everybody, it was the coach, it was the system, I couldn't coach, is it's embarrassing, truthfully. More. Carmelo, I think, wanted to be a leader. But I don't think he completely knew how to be a leader as a player. And I think that the strength of his personality was intimidating to some of the coaches that were asked to coach the team. And so there wasn't this compliance that has to happen between players and coaches. And as much as I tried to interject my own beliefs, I don't think you're close enough to the ground in that situation to really be effective in dictating how things are going to be done. So uh, this is what I say. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's not my fault. That is the regime of Phil Jackson. 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776. In a word, embarrassing. Marvin in the Bronx. Marv, you're next up on 9870 ESPN. What's up, Dave? First of all, happy um, Passover to you and your family. Thank you. And second of all, did you get your gift? 
No. No. I sent you a gift. Oh, I, well, I, have, I mean, I haven't been. Gift. I haven't been to the station, so no, I haven't. Well, I haven't if you go it. to the station, I mail you a gift because that's how I feel about you, my man. You know, you 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 you're my man. I can't do start my Saturdays without talking. I, to I you. mean, I, I appreciate you, Marv. I mean, am that's I still in what... Mount Rushmore of the, of the callers? Oh, pl- are you on the Mount Rushmore? I mean, we're we're chiseling like like deep features constantly for you. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Look here, I'm in the opposite camp. I think they should keep Sam. I know you're going to scream on me, I'm not but scream. every time I, I think, think about getting right here, I think about Adam Gates. This kid was is like dealing with a bad parent. You know, this kid did, did not get the right to the dish, and this guy was a horrible coach. Horrible. And, and just because you see a guy running around in shorts and throwing great passes without anybody chasing him doesn't impress me. I agree with that. I agree with you know, that. It's a whole well, different. Listen, whole, I think you're, I think you're totally right with when, that take. And everyone is gaga. I mean, yeah. Moses, what a pro day. I haven't seen a pro day like that since blah, blah, blah. This guy is so sensational. And, Marv, thanks for the call. And, and I pre-thank you for the gift, even though I haven't gotten it yet. But I've seen three years of Sam Donald. And I, I just I don't think he's all that good. And you say, well, he's got a good arm. Yeah, and he's made some plays. I mean, yes, if you start for three years in the NFL, you make some plays. But, but here, on top of not believing he's all that good, is he, is he ever healthy? Sam Donald has missed time every season with injury or illness or something i i mean can can you be trust, trusted at this point i would say probably not would be my answer so it's multifaceted let's go to jay in staten island jay you're next up on 98.7 hey what's going on Dave? how you doing good morning good, jay how are you uh, i'm good man first things first man uh you mentioned up earlier but i wanted to question your loyalty man you talk about sam donor real quick man if you drafted Tom with the first pick in the draft and he wasn't performing up to expectations, would you get rid of him? If I drafted Ty? Yep, if you drafted Ty with the number, with, with the Ty. If with the I, I, I think Ty will, will concur. If I drafted Ty with the first overall pick <laughs> and he was awful, absolutely I would move on from him. I would still like to be friends with him, but I would move on from him. Ty, you know that's true. All right, let's see. Listen, Jay, he, Dave, Dave, would, Dave, Dave, Dave wouldn't defend me to people texting him negative things about me. Of course, he's he's the first sign, first chance he gets to, to get me off the team. He's trading me away without no, question. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. He said if you were awful, if you were bad, it wouldn't be well within my right to talk to management and say I, I need someone who's competent and capable? Yeah, after one season, of course you'd do it. Uh, I would, and I think rightfully so. Go ahead, Jay. I, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to cause strife between the show. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, I wanted to talk to you about, actually, uh, James Harden. Um, he, he made a comment yesterday about uh, he said he was the MVP. Uh, and, and I think that you, uh, you know, you've been on the air concurring with him also. And I have a problem with that because you have a guy in Denver that's, hey, hang on uh, a second. What do, what do you talk? What do you talk? I, I, I wagered against DiPietro that he's not going to win the MVP. I, I think there's almost no chance that Harden's going to win the MVP. Jokic is and should win the all right, MVP. Then, all right, then I apologize. But my thing is that is everybody's so high ho on this guy in Harden. I think that, uh, you know, you got the guy in Denver that uh, – I think he's legitimately the MVP. So I just want to know your opinion on that. Yeah, my and, opinion uh, is that Harden has to... almost no chance to win the MVP. And for some reason, that everyone has to this groundswell of support that Harden's going to win the MVP. You know, it's, he's not going to. He's not going to win the MVP. He's great. He's wonderful. Should he win it? I think he should be right there. He's not going to. If LeBron never got hurt, he would have won it. Now he's hurt. Now Jokic is going to win it. Giannis has a better chance to win it than Harden. He's not going to win it. I'm sorry how painful that is for anybody to be here, but it's 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 just not going to happen. Really, it's not going to happen. 800-919-3776. Now, Ty, let me ask you a question. Lay it on me, brother. At what point this morning did the calls start for Stump Rothenberg? I will give fir- you the exact time. Oh, the exact time. 10.01. That's not that bad, actually. Well, because they understand that I can't I can't put them on hold for an hour and 15 minutes. It's a disservice to the show. Do you think if we said, call whenever you'd like, and we'll put you on hold and you can wait for 10.30, we would get calls before 9 o'clock? We'd be getting calls during Joe Wiz's hour. That would, would without question, be happening. People people love this segment. You're a magician. You're a magician. What's not to love? You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. <laughs> but now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Uh, you can try. Many have. Few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of uh, Andrew M. Cohen. My, my favorite call tie is the guy that calls. He's like, I'd like to thank Andrew M. Cohen for getting this segment on the air. <laughs> I love that guy. All right. Uh, give me some uh, updated standings, uh, if you would, please. It's not tie. It's stench to you, my friend. Stench. After a 13-4 and four performance last week, Ooh, lovely. we come into today 89-24. and 24. Four. So a chance to get to the 100-win mark. That's huge. That's a milestone right there. That is. So so 89 and 24. So we are connecting on better than a 75% clip at the moment. That is correct. All right. So that's good. So 800-919-3776. You feel like you've screened some beauties today, don't you? Uh, we've got some gems, my friend. Some All right. Gems. Uh, let's, let's line them up. 800-919-3776. Let's start with Jake in Caldwell. Jake, lead us off. You, my friend, are on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, I actually have a milestone of my own today. This is oh. my 30th Stump Rothenberg call. Congratulations to you. What's your overall record? If you know that it's 30, you must have an overall record. <laughs> I've stumped these six times, so this is so out of twenty nine. So you're six, so and, 23. six and twenty three. It's pretty good for me. <laughs> so today I'm going movies. I'm going fifty first dates. Uh, in that movie, they rewatched the Vikings game with uh, Drew Barrymore's family. Who catches the touchdown pass? That's an Adam Sandler movie. Um. Hmm. Who catches the touchdown pass? All right, I- I'm not going to know it just based off of, of knowing it. So I'm going to have to deduce here. I think it came out in like 2003. So... Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, this could be your, your seventh victory. Um, I don't know. Who catches the touchdown pass? I'm going to say Chris Carter. Dante Culpepper throws it to Jim Kleinsaucer. Oh, come on. Jim Klein. I mean, now, uh, he gets it. Now, it, it, we'll put him on hold, and he can now gets to participate in, in round two. You hung up on him already, though, so it's a bad job by you, Todd. You think that's a good question? You said like, what? Do you really think that's that's a good question? It's a fair question. Oh, come on. Do you think that here's here's what I'm looking for? I want people to hear the question, think to themselves, "Ooh, I could possibly get that." Like th- that, that's something I yeah, might be able to think Yeah, you could possibly of. get. It's a scene come that's on. replayed over and over because she she's got amnesia, so they're having the same interaction every single day. So I, I think I think it was fair. I think it was nearly impossible. All right, 0-1. That's fine. That's fine. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Happy, happy Passover, Dave. And I got to say, working today goes to show how much of an Iron Man you really are. I, I, I am the Lou Gehrig of the station. Thank you for noticing, Steve. Okay, so we'll go with baseball here. Um, in honor of the silly, one more silly season with the pitchers hitting, can you name which pitcher hit the most home runs in a single season at Shea Stadium? Um, I mean, you'd think it's, you'd think it's Gooden, Seaver. I mean, these would be the guys that, Walt Terrell, I know, was a good hitting pitcher as well. Um, Seaver seems too easy. And I'm I will say, s- I would like the daily double attempt here if I do get you on this. Yeah, of course. You'll, you'll go on hold and you'll, you'll get the, uh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Walt Terrell, and I bet you it's gonna be Tom Seaver. So Walt Terrell and Tom Seaver did both hit three home runs in a season for the Mets, but those all came on the road. Dontrell Willis hit three in one year at Chase Stadium in '06. Wow. So, uh, so, 
a, 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 a pitcher on another team hit three home runs? Yep. Oh, wow. six. He had a grand slam, and then he had a two-home run game. Uh, that's that's typical Mets. All right, this is this is dreadful, Ty. We're 0-2 here. 0-2, not good. Very, put him on hold. Very concerning. Lewis in North Carolina. Uh, good morning, Lewis. Good morning, Dave. Um, so the Portland Trailblazers have selected the most players from high school with uh, being selecting five all time. Can you name two of the five players they selected from high school? Hmm. So the Blazers high school. Um, let's think about this for a minute. Obviously, it's got to be. Well, Jermaine O'Neal, I think they took, didn't they? Correct. Um, gosh. Did they draft Martell Webster? Ty, you probably know this. I'm thinking Martell Webster might be there. Oh, didn't they take Sebastian Telfair? They did. All right, and there we have it. They also, they also took Martel Webster. All right. Well done. We're back. We're back. Did you know that one, Ty? Uh, I only knew Sebastian Telfair. Okay. All right, so now we're one and two. We got we to gotta continue along. Um, Mike Gaffney tweets in, that was not a fair question at all, although the premise of the movie is she relives the same day. There's only one scene where they talk about who caught the ball. That's fine. Ty defends it. I'm okay with it. He's the judge and jury. Let's go to, I mean, you talk about a guy that loves this segment. Nobody loves this segment more than Fran in Massapequa. Good morning, Fran. Good morning, Dave. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. You're a legend, Dave. I just want to thank you on behalf of the 100 million fans that you have and listeners to the show for being there today. And, you know, you have a number one show in the morning all week, which I'm sure you work very hard on and you put it. You put the you put that all aside to come in on Saturday morning. That's right. To, to be with us because I care because I am a man of the people. I want to put good radio, entertaining radio on the air. So, uh, and you, and you got to be a little more strict with the rules. Once again, that was a two two answer question. I know, but you know what? I knew it, so I, I, I didn't forget about it. Fran, go ahead. You're you're on. You're up. All right. Okay. All right. You ready? AKA I'm ready. the AKA uh, Peter Parker, AKA the Great Spider Man. Right. Okay. What was his favorite sports team? I think he's, he's a Mets there, fan, isn't known. he? What? He's a, he's a Mets fan. I'll say it again. Peter I, I'm Parker. saying I, I believe he, his... he's a Mets fan. Final answer? I thought that his Uncle Ben was a Mets fan, and, that's, and that made him a Mets fan. Um... Final answer? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Uh, I, this is a, I can't get you. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's right. What don't you know? What I know, don't you know? Un- Uncle Ben was a Mets fan, if you remember correctly. And, and that went down from generation to generation. And then and Peter became the, the Mets fan as well. Uh, all right, we're two and two. Uh, let, let's, let's go. Let's go Sal and Astoria. Good morning, Sal. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Hope you're having a good day. So far, right, so good. My question is this. Not, not counting the fact that he got an honorary Oscar, what actor had the most career Oscar nominations with never winning the Academy Award? Give this to me again now. What actor won the most, had the most nominations without winning the Academy Award? I think it's Peter O'Toole. That is right, Dave. That oh, is right. Go. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh. That that was a beautiful one, wasn't it? Ty, that was a that. Come on, that that that, that was good. That's that's Dave in his prime doing what he does. That's that 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 was that was like that was like James Harden off the dribble. Step back three. It, 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 the ball went in the basket. Getting we'll just, fouled uh, we'll and one three pointer. Let's let's go with that one. That's that's three and two. Um, now, are you participating in this portion? Are you participating in the college portion? No, in both? I, what are you? What's your plan? Here? You know, I come with the machine gun of uh, college. So that's players. where we're going to save you for later. Yes, you save right, the you're, best you're like for a, last. A tasty dessert. Uh, Cliff in Long Island. Cliff, you're on. My Stop wife Rock says that too. Yeah, no, I'm sure she does. Go ahead, Cliff. Dave, how are you, man? Happy Passover. 
Thank you, Cliff. You're welcome. I got a question here, obviously. We're all familiar with the Nobel Prize Awards that are given out annually for science, mathematics, and humanities. Question, who are they named after? And bonus, what did he invent that made him wildly wealthy? Alfred Bernard Nobel. Nailed it. And I believe he invented dynamite. He certainly did, Dave. Way to go. That's impossible. That is, that is an impossible question. It's brilliant. I have so much knowledge. I am bordering on brilliant. <laughs> it actually annoys me that you're so good at this. Why? Because it makes me feel like I'm failing. Why wouldn't you just, just be proud that the guy you're working with has great knowledge and, oh, and I, can do a segment like this? I always do the whole comparative analysis. Like, where, where do I need to, in what areas do I need to improve to get to where the person is, at, where they are? And how do you know the answer to that question so I just quickly? know it. It's crazy. I just know it. I don't like it. Alfred Bernard Nobel. Dynamite. Wonderful. Dynamite. And he's dynamite. There you go. Dynamite. Uh, let's go to Nick in Jersey. What are we, four and two now? This is four in a row, isn't it? Yes. All right, Nick, row. you're up. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, Nick. You know, so I got a MLB one for you. Okay. So there are two players who have hit a cycle for and against the same team. The first one is Joe Cronin, who did it for the Red Sox. Who's the other one? <sighs> for and against the same team. I mean, this is this is going to be a guess because um, I don't know it, and this is one of these that if you don't know it, you're not going to get it. Um, oh my God! I mean, I it, it, is it? It's got to be someone in the 1900s or later, right? You're not going to give me like an 1800s guy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's later than that. I would say I would say modern era. Modern era. So, Ty, can I ask him for one question, or, or can I ask him nothing? Uh, can you bring him down, please, Michael? All right, I'd like to know if it's 1960 or later. Is that a fair question? Okay, that's a fair question. You can put him up. Is it 1960 yes. or later? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, would it be Willie Stargell? I think he did it with the Pirates, but I don't think he did it against the Pirates. Rod Carew? No, Bobby Mercer did it. Joe Torre? I'm not going to know this. I'm just wasting time. Uh, I will guess... Hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess Joe Torre, but I know that's not going to be right. Actually, Adrian Beltre, who did it in 08 against the Rangers and 2012 for the Rangers. It's very unfortunate. All right, there you go. Four and three. Even though I'm only four and three today, Ty, I still feel good about what I've done. You think that's fair? No. Yes. I mean, the the four the four game winning streak was impressive. Should we take one more here? The dynamite. Yes. Let's let's do it. Uh, Matt and Beth Page. Go ahead, Matt. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi. Um, what's the only country in the world whose national flag contains no red, blue, or green. Flag contains no what? Red, blue, or green? Red, blue, or green. All right, I should be able to get this. Um, maybe not. You think I've heard of the country? I'm sure you've heard of every country, right? No, I don't know that I've heard of it. I, I guarantee you I could run through countries and I could find countries Ty has never heard of. You, do, you, do you think? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think Ty has heard of this country? Uh, I, I don't know if Ty has heard of it. If you had to bet $1,000 whether Ty is, because this will help me, whether Ty has heard of this country, do you think he's heard of it? <laughs> well... Ty is, Ty is the one who said a couple of weeks ago when you asked a difficult question that, Dave, you always cease to amaze me, which is, uh, <laughs> which is like a Yogi Berra-ism. So I'm not sure. <laughs> See, I, I'm thinking, Ty, have you ever heard of Bhutan? I have. All right, then it's probably not that. 
Because I would think that I, I think that could be it. But if you've heard of it, then I'm. I don't, I don't understand why, like, why you're using me as the barometer. I'm you not... said red, blue, or green, right? Not white? Right. Red, blue, or green. Because Jamaica has no white, I think. There's another country, I think, that has no white also. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bhutan. I I don't know if that's right or not. Final. Ugh. Yeah. It's Bhutan. <laughs> oh, how good was that? Wait, why why does the answer to the question have to be a country I've never heard of? Because I just thought that you wouldn't have heard of Bhutan. And then when you said you've heard of it, then it, it threw me for a loop. What? But he, he didn't say that it's a, it's a, the answer to the question is one I've never heard but of. But that was my thought. But why does it have to be your thought? Because I thought it was going to be – here's what I thought. I thought it was going to be a completely obscure country. Bhutan, right, I think, is, is nestled right in that Tibet area. What was it? It was an obscure country, and I, I knew the answer. I, well, I knew which, the which surprises me. Listen, forget about that. That's, that you're burying the lead. No, I got it right. No. <laughs> Five that's, and three. That's that's the genius. There you go. All right. We, we got to take a minute here. We do. I need a moment. 800-919-3776. Ty, why don't you explain to the people where we go now, what, what it is next. So now you're going to submit your NBA players and ask Dave or NBA or NFL, right. skill position players. Skill position in NFL. You can't ask me like yeah. the, the backup center on a team. Ask Correct. Dave where said player Went to college. There you have it. And you're going to go like rapid fire at the end, right? Yes. Like a, like a rattling off three or four. Where are we? What, what, round one was a what? Was a six and three? Five and three. Five. That's, Don't you get ahead of yourself. That was pretty, pretty good. Bhutan or Nobel, which was better? Uh, you're well, wowed by both. Yeah, because, well, they're impressive for different reasons. Nobel came so quickly. Bhutan, I mean, it's an obscure country. We're back. Stump Rothenberg, segment two, 9870 ESPN. You know what, by the way, Ty, I would like to do, I would like to host Jeopardy. They're having a, a revolving door hosting now. Get your agent on it. Uh, Dr. Oz did this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, How was that? I missed it. Katie Couric did last week. He was fine. I don't think he was great. I don't Just think he was fine. Bad. Ken Jennings uh, did the first week. You know what was really good? We, nobody knew who he was, but the executive producer, Mike Richards, did a week or two weeks. He was really good. Uh, Blossom is going to do uh, for a couple of weeks. Was it M- Mayim Bialik? I think is her name. So we uh, Aaron Rodgers is is coming oh, up soon. Yes, that is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hoops update brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer. This March, crack open a Truly Hard Seltzer and stay refreshed while you enjoy your favorite March basketball team in action with the official Hard Seltzer of the Big East Conference. Truly Hard Seltzer. Enjoy responsibly. Enough of the matchups today. What do we have tomorrow? Creighton Gonzaga, Florida State, Michigan, UCLA, Alabama, and Oregon. USC. All right, are you um, are you ready to roll here? We're gonna go a little rapid fire. Where'd they go to college? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. All right, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And you're gonna finish this thing off. Uh, this can't, this can't be true. I'm not I'm not gonna take line one. You're setting me up for failure. You tell me who's on line one. You <laughs> this, tell me. The host of the show has to. I've been told that I'm not allowed. I'm, to then I just the won't take it. I just won't take it until you tell me who is in fact on line one. Just take it. Nope. Sal in Queens is on line two. <laughs> Sal, Sal and Duchess, I should say. Sal, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, guys. Okay, Dave, here you go. All right. Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson, um, former Boston Celtic. Uh, DJ. And Seattle Supersonic. Yes. Um... I believe he went to Pepperdine, but that's not I'm not 100% sure about that one. I'm waiting, buddy. Well, you're waiting for what? Pepperdine. You always overthink, but go ahead. What what more can I do than say Pepperdine? Okay, you got it cuz you said you're not 100% sure, but you got it. All right, there we go. Well, whether I'm 100% sure or not, you still got to tell me what what in fact the answer is. Yeah, that was not a layup for me. I, I knew it, but it was not a layup for me. 
All right, uh, let's let's continue along. 800-919-3776. Just to let you know, I will not say line one. You will say that if we're going to get that person on the air. Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dave, the second shortest player in NBA history, Earl Boykins. Uh, Eastern Michigan, I believe. Yep. And there we go. <laughs> Boom. Shortest player in NBA history, Ty, would be? Bugsy Bogues. Yeah, and his first name is? Uh, I know this. You should know it of all people. I do know this. You should not... know it of all people. I know this, and it's not You, Ty, should know it of all uh, people. Is it Tyrone? Tyrone, there you go. Uh, let's go to Nick in Cold Spring. Nick, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's going on, Dave? Uh, Chris Ivory. Chris, who is Chris Ivory? The running back? Yep, ex-Jet, ex-Saint. Oh, I think he went to Washington State. Nope. Huh. Mm. All right, where did he go? Tiffin. Tiffin. I don't know about that. Ty, if you can look um, that up, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Let so let's let's put that on hold for now. I thought he went to Washington State. That would that would work though. It is a skill position player. Um so that would work if I'm in fact I'm wrong on that. Let's go to uh Darlene in Connecticut. Good morning, Darlene. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you? Very well. I appreciate the call. B.J. Armstrong. Iowa. Babyface B.J. Armstrong played for Dr. Right. Tom Davis at the University of Iowa. There we go. Yeah, so you were correct. It's, it's Washington State Tiffin. What do you mean Washington State Tiffin? That, that's the name. That, that's the name of the college. Washington State Tiffin? No, no. I'm sorry. Washington State and Tiffin. Oh, he went to two separate schools? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I never heard of Washington State <laughs> no, Tiffin. No, Tiffin was the name of the second school he went to. Gotcha. What Chris I and said. Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave, I guarantee Stench is on line one. That's all I'm saying. I'm predicting yeah, you're, you, you, you'd be right. And we are. I am not saying yeah, that name. Yep. I'm not falling for the trap. I know it. Yep. I know it. Anyhow, Dave, great wide receiver for the Rams in the late 70s, early 80s. Henry Ellard, you're going to say. Nope. Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Yeah, I was going to do Ellard, but I figured I'd go with Hill. Did he go to Georgia Tech? You got it, Dave. Georgia Tech. Good job, buddy. There you go. All right, Ty, do you want to go to line one? Let's do it. Uh, Oh, he's gone. Oh, he left? Yeah, I got someone else on line one now. No, no, I changed his name. Oh, so he tried to put in stench. I wasn't falling for that. Let's go to Fred in Queens. Good morning, Fred. Dave, I, I think this is going to be a layup for you. So uh, a fan favorite for the Knicks in the late 80s, early 90s, who only appeared basically in blowouts, but he was very, very popular, Greg Butler. God. It, uh, I remember Butler. I, he, he, for some reason, I'm thinking Butler, but there's no way he went to Butler. Did he go to Stanford? Oh, Dave, you the man. Yeah, all right. There we go. Um, that wasn't as easy as you would have thought. The two that gave me trouble were, were Dennis Johnson and Greg Butler. All right, Ty, that, that's it from the callers. Did you want to do your little rapid fire here? All right, let's do it. Uh, because I saw him murder someone on social media earlier today. Let's go with Evan Turner. Ohio State. Boom, there you go. Drew Holiday. I th- did he go to UCLA? I think he went to UCLA because there's Justin Holiday too. Yeah, I'm pretty confident UCLA. You would be correct, my friend. Two and okay. All right, Norman Powell. Who did you ask? Norman Powell. Just got traded to uh, Portland. Yeah, you know, he's a nice player. Uh, he's also UCLA. That would be correct. Yes. All right, I watched him last night. Uh, Cameron Payne. I always think Murray State, but I don't think that's the right answer. Is it some like weird? Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. The only thing I can think of is Murray State, but I, I could get. I could be wrong on this one. Final answer. Yeah. Four and zero. Oh. Murray State's yes. correct. I also watched this guy last night, Devontae Graham. He's Kansas, I believe. Final answer. Ugh. 
Big Hornets went over the Heat last night. Yeah, good win for them. Because I think he's he's from Raleigh. Your old stomping grounds. I thought he went to Kansas, and now you have me second guessing myself. But no, I'm I'm pretty confident he's Kansas. And you are correct, my friend. Oh, beautiful. Five and zero to get you to sixteen and three. Beautiful. So we went undefeated in the college segment today. I mean, we we really always go undefeated. We really are. And when I say we, I mean that very very complimentary view as well. We really are <laughs> terrific, aren't we? One hundred five and twenty seven. Oh, that is. Absolutely sensational. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.